Great. How are you? Uh, good, thank you. Uh, well, that was fast. Uh, you, uh, we asked you, I said to you, do you think you can get this done by camp? And you said, I hope so. I was talking about training camp. You were apparently talking about mini camp. <laughs> you know, um, we knew when the process was starting, and that was basically uh, two Fridays ago. But you've got to be open-minded, and it's a fluid situation, especially when you're dealing with other teams. There's conditions. In order to speak to people first, you have to go to the league to ask for permission to be able to speak to a team, to ask for permission to actually speak to the person. So now it's a complicated process. But one, maybe not complicated, but one that you have to follow properly because uh, I didn't want to... Uh, do anything wrong with the new policy and to uh, lose the spirit of what we were after. Things accelerated actually as recently as last Friday. Um, Four o'clock we put an offer into Brock and we worked in good faith and uh, by nine something Friday night we had a deal where we agreed to terms and then we were trying to contact the other candidates that same night and the next morning. And then we had to check in again with Ottawa to see when can a start date commence, when can we announce this. And uh, Marcel Desjardins was in uh, Europe, sent me an email at 12-something in the night, and I uh, woke up to it. I said, we've got a green light, and then uh, we said, okay, he'll start on Monday. This really did take off. I know, unless you were leading me down the garden path, because I talked to you on Thursday, I think, of last yeah. week, and I got the impression from you, you were still uh, not a long way away, but you were under well underway in the process. But uh, I'm guessing at that point you didn't think it would happen as fast as it did on the Friday? No, and there's other complexities, because uh, speaking to other teams and other candidates, if, uh, let's say, Brock and I couldn't come to terms, we had to. Uh, we were under the clock uh, with the one situation, literally at midnight on Friday. So there were a lot of moving parts. Uh, my phone uh, is basically uh, burnt out, and uh, but it's all good. You know, when you look and you say you've got the guy you want. The work is not the problem. It's about making sure you do it in the right way, follow the process, and ultimately get a candidate that's going to come in and uh, get the job done. So why is Brock Sutherland the guy for the job? Why, what what criteria does he fit? I knew the least about Brock than all the other candidates. Of course, uh, in reaching out to Brock, I, kn- I know who's out there. I know who the uh, contenders are. Some contacted us. But with Brock, it was first, he's darn serious and focused. He comes in. He's analytical. He's done certain things that I believe is going to move the whole industry and the uh, league and the uh, what a GM's role does going forward and redefine it. He's extremely progressive. And the area of uh, the soft skills collaboration is a strong element of his. So uh, his focus in terms of uh, having a winning product, but understanding there's a lot more that comes with that, especially when you're uh, with a community-owned team. And he's ready to do anything as long as it does not have a negative impact on the product on the field. Okay, Len, I, I hate asking this on the air, but you mind? we got to go to the newsroom for a couple of minutes, but can we finish this conversation sure. in two minutes time? All right, Len Rowe, Eskimos president and CEO, is with us. Uh, the Eskimos named uh, Brock Sunderland, the new vice president of football, and general manager today. We'll have more on that when we continue from the Eskimos dressing room. We'll head to the 630 Chad 24-hour news center coming right up. Back in the Eskimos dressing room. A uh, good day for the Edmonton Eskimos. They have uh, found uh, their new general manager, new vice president of football operations. His name is Brock Sunderland. Morley Scott along with uh, Dave Campbell and we are uh, joined by Eskimos CEO and president uh, Len Rhodes at our uh, broadcast location here. Uh, Len, uh, how is there a sense of relief for you to get to, especially, and we, we talked about how quick it's happened, uh, quicker than I think everybody anticipated. Is there a sense of relief for you not only to to get the guy you know is the best guy for the job, but just to get it done so quickly? Uh, the sense of relief is knowing we've got 
the great guy with the right profile for the job. Uh, the other stuff is an extra added bonus. Uh, certainly with minicamp and the draft, having our GM in place is, uh, is the bonus. However, again, I was mentally prepared for this to be drawn out. It was more important if there was one thing that you say on the checklist is important is the right person. I know you had to go through all the uh, the protocol with getting uh, permission from the league, permission from uh, the Red Blacks. Uh, is there is there anything besides? I know there's the salary issue that you have to you have to pay half of the salary that he was to earn to Ottawa for compensation. Is there any other stipulations in in hiring Brock Sunderland? And it's worth every penny. Um, <laughs> we'll say that's the cost for getting the log from Ottawa a few years ago. <laughs> we owed them some money. Uh, there's no draft choices, no other considerations. It is cut and dry. The policy is the policy. We uh, have to compensate Ottawa for 50% of what his base salary would have been in Ottawa in 2017. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you guys sit in meetings with your hand up showing each other your Grey Cup rings while you talked? <laughs> Wow, how do I follow that? Anyway, um, the compensation system. It was really talked about when Chris Jones exited for for Saskatchewan. Um, It was talked about when Jason Moss was hired as the head coach of this organization, of this football team. Now, but at the time, there was no compensation precedent process. Now there is a process. You know, I see a little bit of confusion out there from fans going, well, what the heck is this? Why did you have to pay compensation for for wanting someone to fill a vacancy? Can you explain the process of getting some sort of system in place for compensation and how it works? I think it's actually very fair because when you know the rules ahead of time and there's no ambiguity, you know going into that, if I'm picking up the phone asking for Ottawa, I already know pretty well once they tell me what his base salary is, what it's going to cost. There's no other negotiations. There's no one having to say, oh, I uh, resigned from a, a team and I'm applying for something else. Everything is above board. I think it is actually wonderful. Uh, when I look at this, he is worth or every cent and every penny that we're going to give Ottawa for this. It was about finding the right person. And uh, I actually think it's much better than it was. We had a lot of uh, issues. Look at when we brought Jason Moss here a few years ago. Because it wasn't cut and dry, wasn't clear in terms of what the protocols were. So the protocols were, first you start with the league. You ask for permission to speak to the team, you speak to the person, and if you hire that person, you know exactly what factors are at play. No surprises for Ottawa, no surprises for Edmonton, no surprises for Brock Sunderland. Would you be willing to divulge term of the deal as far as length of contract, that sort of thing? Yeah, sure. Uh, It's uh, three years, so uh, 17, 18, and 19 Mm -hmm. with a club option for a fourth year in 2020. This is the second time you've gone through this process. What did you learn last time that you put in place this time that made it different? You know, uh, I'd say the last time was successful as well. We won a great cup. Uh, We've had a winning product. Uh, Brock comes in with a product that's intact. Uh, As he says himself, he's coming into this feeling uh, like he's very fortunate to have something that's uh, got such a good, strong base. Uh, the learning is it's uh, different leaders for different times, and Brock comes in in a different situation. Our expectations are uh, are not any lower. We want to win the Grey Cup. We want to win it every single year. We want to be a contender in each and every game that we're playing, and we want to do more than that within the community and with our stakeholders as well. What will this move do for us, you know, as far as balancing football operations with business operations and making sure the structure is clear? 
Yeah, it's uh, actually uh, quite clear. It's a great question. I oversee both football and uh, business uh, in terms of ultimate uh, accountability. Um, Brock is going to be our key person, our expert when making the football decisions. The great thing about uh, Brock coming in, he knows I'm not going to get into the weeds. I'm never going to tell him who to bring on the roster. I'm not going to tell the coach who should be playing on the field. Uh, that's their role. My role is to put them in place and to give them the resources they require and to make sure that we're aligned with the strategic platforms of this organization. First, it's a winning product. Second, it's the game day experience. And third, it's everything we do around the community 365 days a year. Right. Uh, what's next now for you? I know... Uh, a nap. I know, I, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You've earned and, it. And earned, too. I know, uh, like we said, Brock's going uh, Brock's going to minicamp and his draft meeting's coming up. Uh, business side of things, I guess it's, it's season tickets, right? Yeah, season tickets all the way. Uh, we're uh, always focused on uh, putting the business together, always talking with partners. The corporate sponsorship uh, status right now is, uh, I think we've had four straight record years we're hoping to have another record year we want to fill the stadium uh, whether it's through single tickets season seat tickets uh, you know we'll get there but at the uh, you just got to make sure that we continue delivering a good product giving a great atmosphere for fans and i think the rest will take care of itself last one for you len it's been um I don't know how to put it. It's been a shocking couple of weeks for Eskimo fans. Uh, what, as you've got all the pieces now in place, what's kind of your message to the Eskimo fan out there who's got a lot of questions for you probably right yeah. now? Yeah, um, I know that uh, the decision we made a few weeks ago uh, is a difficult one. There's a lot of emotion, and uh, fans really love this organization, and so do I. I'm here to think about the long term, what we need to do as an organization. I put a five-year plan in front of the board of directors that was approved, and I had to make sure that we have the ability to fulfill that. It's not business as usual. We want to take this club to the next level. Anything I do is in good faith to make sure that we're doing everything to make this club stronger. And it's not always going to be the most popular decisions, but that's not what I'm here for. It's not about a popularity contest. It's about doing what I think is right. And whenever the Eskimos are fielding a team year after year, that we keep getting better and we keep improving and we keep doing things the Eskimo way. Len Rhodes, thanks for your time. Uh, appreciate it and uh, enjoy that nap. <laughs> Thank you. I'm already snoring. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's uh, Esco President and CEO Len Rhodes. Uh, we'll take a break, and uh, we'll bring in uh, Reed Wilkins and, and talk to him a little bit about this when we come back. Morley's got along with Dave Campbell. Uh, you're listening to 630 Chat.